You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, how are you doing today, sir? Good, good. I'm excited that we're creeping closer to the uh, NFL Combine and we're getting more and more opportunity to start talking about some draft stuff in, in more hard terms. And then, you know, the interesting thing about the Combine is that it just provides you kind of that third picture of what, you know, what, what's involved Absolutely. in the, the athleticism side of this. It kind of gives you a baseline and what to compare them for NFL competition. And, and it really helps put, contextualize, I think is the best word, what you're seeing on mm-hmm. film just to kind of get an idea. Okay, this guy's fast, but how fast? And you get right. an idea. All right, so coming up on today's podcast, we are going to preview the Combine. And instead of talking about specific players, what I wanted to do today is talk about things that you should be looking for at each position because you're going to see a lot of numbers, a lot of different drills. I'm telling you, 90% of this is going to be meaningless. And I love the Combine more than most people. I will sit all weekend long and chart and and, and, and use and use every bit of data that I can, but a lot of it is meaningless. Today, I want to talk about what is useful uh, and what is meaningful. We're going to go position by position. Um, and let's start with the quarterbacks. Um, Lynn, is there anything or one drill that you can take away for the quarterback position that you think uh, is useful for scouting? Quarterback is like the one position, really, where there just isn't very much to take away from. I mean, you, you look at the measurements – I mean, you see them kind of weigh in, um, you know, and I think that stuff's important. But and I think that there is something to, you know, potentially looking at some of the shuttle and the three cone drills, maybe a little bit, sure. because I think you know agility, especially in the pocket, is obviously very well linked to success in the NFL. Um, but I really, I mean, I would say that of all the positions that are participating in the combine like this quarterback. And this is not really a surprise quarterback is, is the least you know informative position. I mean, the, the one that you get the least information out of just because they don't do much. That's really translate to no, what they do on the field. No. You know? uh, I've done a lot of studying here. There's really no correlation between any single metric or measurement that shows what quarterback is going to be good. During the combine, I'm just looking to see which guys are confident, which guys in the drills, which ones aren't cheating the drills, which ones are actually going out there uh, and, and, and having confidence and throwing the ball down the field and throwing it to the certain spots. There's just not a lot to take away from here. Yeah. So uh, let's go ahead and move on to another position, running back. And I kind of feel similar to the running back position as I do quarterback. Not a ton to take away here because what makes a running back great is their balance and their vision and their instincts. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of things in the, the drills that show that. But is there any one specific drill that you think makes sense for running backs when you're watching them? Well, I, I you know I think that the combine provides a lot of of information for running backs but i but i think the point you're making is that it's a lot of it can be a lot of noise if you allow it absolutely to be. It, yes. it, because i mean the, the truth of the matter is that the, the 
the core of the signal of what you should be paying attention to with the running back is how he reacts on the field. And that that's absolutely true. Athleticism is a very important part of, of playing running back. And I think that, again, what we need to do is al- allow the combine to uh, contextualize what we're seeing on film and, 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 you know, giving you an idea of kind of a baseline of what these guys' athleticism is. Because I think athleticism at the running back position is, is clearly very important. Um, especially if you're going to try to figure out exactly what kind of player these guys are. Um, sure. But but your overall point is is that no one should be drafting a running back based on athleticism. I think that's the problem is that running backs put up a lot of athleticism at the combine, and it's a lot of flash, but little substance. Um, but I think collecting the numbers, you know, the speed numbers, the agility numbers specifically, I think some of the uh, explosive stuff is is important as well. The the just to kind of get a baseline of a handle of what kind of athlete this guy is, and then you pair that with the tape. But I mean, I think again, they they're going to put up fast forty times. They're going to put up incredible agility. So you're going to see some great jumps. But the truth of the matter is, even though they may be some of the best athletes at the combine. Their athleticism is not nearly as important to their NFL success, or isn't correlated or you know, as as closely to their NFL success as, say, you know, defensive end or you sure. know, some of these other positions that where athleticism is, you know, a, basically eighty percent of the deal. Uh, two of the things that I like to look for for the running back position, uh, number one is a 10-yard split. Uh, I, I know yeah. people fall in love with a 40-time, but ultimately it doesn't matter because a running back, even like as good as Ezekiel Elliott is, isn't running in a straight line very often. We care more about how quickly can you accelerate. Uh, the average time for a running back in the last 20 years is 1.59. So if you can get under that and be in the 1.55, you're doing pretty good. Ezekiel Elliott, for example... Uh, was 1.58, a little, a little slow or a little faster than the average, but you're looking for somebody that can have that really quick start and stop speed. Anywhere 155, 156 is considered very good. I also like to see how they catch out of the backfield. They'll do some receiving drills uh, in positional work. You can see which guys are natural receivers. You can see which ones are fighting the ball. Uh, again, that's not something that's tracked, but as you're watching on NFL doc or NFL Network, you can see the guys that are uh, experienced catching the football. Uh, anything else on running backs before we move on? No, I think you covered it. I mean, it's, it's, okay. it's more like thresholds. Is what, what it is. Sure, absolutely. Um, wide receiver. This is uh, one of my favorite positions to scout. And actually, there's some things with the receiver position uh, that I really look you know, forward and close to uh, as we're doing this. The, before I do anything else, the most important thing with the receivers is you just don't want to see any big red flags. You don't want to see a receiver running in the four sevens. You don't want to see a guy only have a 28-inch vertical. That's that's the most important thing to take away from the receivers. If you're looking at one specific drill that will indicate success, uh, what I found is a 20-yard shuttle. Uh, it's typically pretty good at identifying which receivers are going to be good because it shows you how quickly they can change direction. Uh, I'm looking at the top 10 list of, of the combine of 20-yard shuttles, and it includes Brandon Cooks, Odell Beckham, Julian Edelman, and Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper ran a sub-four-second 20-yard yeah. shuttle, which is absolutely insane. Uh, the the average uh, for that position, I'm pulling it up right here, is 
Uh, for the 20-yard shuttle, 4.2. If you can be close to the four-second for the 20-yard shuttle, uh, that's that's pretty impressive. Any thoughts on receiver? Yeah, I mean, again, I think you nailed it. I, I would go even one step further and say that you know you, you start out with a scope of, okay, does everyone kind of clear the thresholds, uh, the minimum requirements? That's the most important thing. That's the most it's important thing. It's clearing the thresholds. And then once you get past that, I think it's about you know the, the player that you're looking at. Because wide receiver and much like tight end, which we'll talk about in a second – you know, those guys are going to come in all kinds of different packages and they're going to come in, they're going to win in a whole bunch of different ways. And what you need to determine is which one of these athleticism drills gives me the best idea on how their success is going to translate with the way they win. So if, if, if you get a guy like, you know, uh, that's a slot guy that's a shorter diminutive guy you know he okay he's not going to be the guy that's got the huge vertical jump he, you know he may not be the guy that has uh a sub four four forty you know but if he's got a you know incredible three cone drill 20 yard shuttle like you mentioned you know close to four those are tools that if you combine with his tape does he still look like a guy who can catch the ball outside of his frame is he a guy that runs good routes those are, that's the kind of information that you pair together. Similarly, with the guy who's a big, you know, as a deep threat guy, maybe his twenty yard shuttle isn't as fantastic. Maybe his three cone isn't as great, but if he's a big guy. He and he's on tape. He's shown the ability to get off press and beat a jam and get down the field. And what you're concerned about is he running the forty fast? Okay, he's running a four three five at six four and two hundred and ten pounds. You know, maybe he isn't the Absolutely. most athletic guy, but he has value because he can be a, a, a Z that can go down the field or an X that can uh, win that way. So I think you start looking very broad and making sure that people aren't just making a fool of themselves at the combine. And then from there, you kind of have to evaluate wh- where the player wins, how the player is winning, and then which which drills give you the best idea of if that way they win with the way they win can translate, their athleticism can translate victories into the NFL. And I would say the same kind of goes for the tight ends as well, right? If you have a guy yep. that uh, specializes in getting open quick like a, uh, a, J- a Jay Sternberger, you want to mm-hmm. see the exceptional three-cone, a 20-yard shuttle, and 10-yard split. But if you're looking at a guy like, oh, I don't know, Caden Smith, that stuff isn't as important. You want to see you know, how well does he carry his 255-pound frame? How, how does he look in some of the drills and that kind of stuff? So all excellent points there by you, Lennon. Um Let's move on to offensive line. Uh, I have traditionally seen that you know there's some some people that think I some people think like the 40 yard dash matters for offensive linemen. I'm not one of those people. Uh, some people think it's the bench press again. Just because you can bench a lot doesn't mean you're going to be a, a powerful offensive lineman in the NFL. But the one thing that does seem to correlate is again 20 yard shuttle 20 yard because shuttle, offensive yeah. line they're they're having to move in tight spaces. You want to see that quickness, and it does seem like if you're going to be a Pro Bowl caliber offensive lineman in the NFL, you have to do pretty well in the 20 yard shuttle. Uh, just for a frame of reference, the average is 4.74. We're starting to see some of the best offensive linemen in the league hit around that 4.3, even some down to the, the 4.2 uh, in the 20-yard shuttle. So anything else you want to add about the, the offensive line? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that the, you, you mentioned it. Like, uh, for the offensive line, I, I, weigh-ins is a huge part. I mean, you're just trying to get arm length and size and just figure out like the frame that these guys have. 
um, you know, bench press is more of an of, of an indication of work ethic in the weight room than Absolutely. it is about actual strength. I mean, they're not actually maxing their benches or anything like that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's been it was brought to my attention, I think, two or three years ago about the twenty yard shuttle and the correlation there, and I, clearly it seems pretty strong, and it makes a lot of sense. Again, when you talk about what you're asking these guys to do, how agile these big bodied guys can be because that plays into pass protection. That plays into their ability to operate on second level against linebackers. All those things I think come into play with what you're viewing in the 20 yard short shuttle. I, you know, I think that there is something, a little something to 10 yard splits with, uh, with uh, offensive linemen. But, but way not, more so than the forty yard dash, certainly. Absolutely. Oh yeah, absolutely. The forty yard dash is really not worth a lot. But the ten yard split, I mean, again, for a lot of these, you know, trench players, is is valuable, uh, just because you need to see their short area burst and how quickly they can get around. And again, it's a lot of the two is also just watching these guys move around. How how are they moving mm. around and how do they move athletically? Uh, really quickly, twenty yard shuttles in combine history. The fastest time was Jason Kelsey at four point mm-hmm. one four. I mean that's that's incredible. The next one is Evan, Evan Mathis at four one six. Uh, you go down a little bit. Ryan Khalil, Jake Fisher, Nate Solder, Jordan Gross. I mean you see a lot of really good offensive linemen post uh, some pretty good twenty yard shuttles. Uh, one more quick thing on the offensive line. Maybe my favorite drill that the combine has is they do uh, they, they force the offensive linemen to do the kick slides uh-huh. against. Uh, an offensive line, you can tell right away which guys have, you know, the clean kick slides and make it look smooth and effortless. Um, but I remember a couple of years ago, Eric Flowers was at the combine, <laughs> and it, it it looked like it looked like somebody who has never done it before in their he's, life. And he was in the early it, part of a dance routine. He was learning. It looked like, <laughs> and, and you could just tell right away that there was just there was no technique there. He was so sloppy. And you know what? It kind of played out in the NFL. So if you're going to take anything away from one position drill, uh, watch that kick slide. You you can take a, a, away a lot from that. Um, let's talk about defensive linemen. Uh, is there a specific drill that you're watching when you're watching these defensive linemen and the edge rushers? I mean, I think that 40-yard dash is, is the because you want the 10-yard split. I think that's important for sure. Uh, I think the jumps are important. I mean, explosion, um, those sure. things are, those things are, you know, they kind of give you an indication. And again, a lot of it depends on, you know, what, what kind of player you're playing with. I mean, the defensive line group is also another group that is really just a, it's a ver- huge variety of, of body types and, and the players that win all different types of ways. So a lot like wide receivers, except maybe with even more of a, a, a Emphasis on the importance of athleticism. Um, you, you kind of have to. Well, because sure you, that- you can get you can get guys like uh, Vita Vea and Randy Gregory working out in the same yeah. group. They're those type of players, exactly. and if you if you look at those numbers next to each other, they're not going to tell you all that much, right? No. So you kind of have to slot people. I mean, I think actually with the wide receiver, like with the defensive lineman, you kind of have to do it backwards almost. You have to. To find, to find out what kind of player is, where you feel comfortable with this position is, and have kind of predetermined thresholds for those different body types. I mean, you know, for the Cowboys fans, we have, you know, one technique, a three technique, and then a left and right defensive end, which are you know, similar enough that those thresholds can be the same. And I sure. think that you kind of have to just view it through that lens of, okay, I'm viewing this guy as this position, 
let's see how his athleticism kind of meets these thresholds of what I'm looking for at the position and then go from there. And I think, you know, you're right. Like you're going to get everything from Vita Vea to Randy Gregory who's 240 pounds, six, six. And, you know, and then some guys, five, 11, 200, 330 pounds. So <laughs> right, those guys right. are going to be, those guys are going to be different athletes. So it doesn't mean that one is better than the other. It may, and one may be better than the other, but at this point it's like, what's the position they're going to play? How much athleticism is required for the position that you're asking to play? And, and what's, you know, can they meet those minimum requirements and or how athletic are they? You know, are they athletic enough that it's, they're going to sure. learn some more traits and then become even more dominant? I think that's the thing about defensive linemen now, too, is that you are seeing some people have success taking guys that are really kind of more athletes than they are refined players at, at points and then really developing them you know, very quickly and then suddenly they become you know, sack masters. Yeah, the one drill that a lot of people will point to is the the three cone. I know, mm-hmm. especially for edge rushers, you want to yeah. see the guys that can dip around the edge. Uh, since two thousand, the average three cone time for an edge rusher is seven point two three. Ideally, we're looking. I mean, at least we have in the past. We've been looking for the guys that are hitting sub seven sub second seven. forty yard. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but ultimately, we I've you know I've again I've been doing a lot of research on this position. You can still be a really good pass rusher if you don't hit the you don't hit the the sub seven second three count. I, I remember Bradley Chubb last year ran a seven three seven, but he yeah. hit the he hit the thresholds everywhere else, and he was good enough in the rest of his drills to basically overcome that. So again, much like the receiver position, you're looking to pass through all the different loops and hopefully have one or two dominant traits, whether that's a a three cone or a really fast ten you know, a 10-yard split or maybe a vertical or broad jump. You want to have some kind of elite trait. Um, Moving on to linebackers, again, there's not a a one position or one drill that correlates well with the position. Uh, Much like the receiver position, you want to make sure your guy isn't slope. You don't want to see your linebacker running in the the four nines like a a Paul Dawson from TCU a couple years ago who I remember everybody liked. Uh, But the one that does seem to correlate pretty well is arm length because these linebackers are going to be coming off or going to be taking on blocks. You want to see the guys that have the 33-34 inch arms so they can shed those blocks. Um, What are you looking for in the linebackers when you watch them at the combine? Yeah, I mean, I I think three cone can give you some information. I think again, ten yard split is is valuable. I think forty, the forties are valuable to a certain degree. I mean, again, sure. for threshold reasons, but also you know, depending on what kind of player you're getting, if you're getting more of a coverage linebacker type, uh, you know, sub two thirty linebacker, then I'm gonna want a little bit more on the on the back end of their athleticism. I'm gonna want more. Speed You're going to want the agility. guy that's four or five that can run sideline to sideline. Absolutely, I mean that because that's I mean that have a, you know what I can do is and that's the thing is what you're trying to do is is look out for guys that have weird paired you know body types and athleticism because those are the guys that really kind of don't work so well in the NFL. You know, it's like if you've got Michael Sam who's undersized and slow. You know, mm-hmm. it's like that, that may have, he may have been able to find ways to win in college, but that doesn't mean he's going to be able to find ways to win in the NFL. Now, I can take a guy who is not six foot, 
but if he's running a four four forty, you know, like I think that's you know, the, the I can take one or the other and find a way to maybe make them work in my system. So well, it's I, really I think just, the best example of that is Telvin Smith from Jacksonville. Yeah, I exactly. remember him coming out. I think he was like two hundred and eighteen pounds, but he ran in the low four fives and he was super explosive. So I was okay with taking a small linebacker there because he was so elite everywhere else. Yeah, you just have to kind of look and make sure that you aren't getting a combination of. You know, undersized and bad athlete. Bad athlete. I think you can handle one or the other at linebacker if they've got instincts, but you can't really deal with both. All right, and finally, let's finish up with the defensive backs. If there's one yeah. drill with a 40-yard dash matters, it's defensive backs. Uh, you need to have that recovery speed. So again, since 2000, the average 40 time for a corner is 4.49 for a safety, 4.57. So ideally for a cornerback, you're looking for that 4.45, maybe even a little bit faster because if you get beat, you want to have that makeup speed to to minimize your, your mistakes. So anything else from the cornerbacks, defensive backs? All, all of the athleticism drills to me are important for the defensive backs. I mean, I just, because I need to get a picture of what kind of athlete you are. And in today's NFL, I mean, you're just at such a disadvantage. You need athletes back there. I mean, they, there is definitely something to be said for players that play with instinct. But, I mean, not only do you need threshold, but I'm looking for athletes, guys, explosive guys. So broad jumps are, are important to me. Mm-hmm. Verticals are important to me. Agility drills are important to me. I, I need a clear picture of what kind of athletes these defensive backs are going to be because I, they the prerequisites to play the position is a lot of athleticism. There are clearly some spots that require more than others. But as a whole, I need a very clear picture of what kind of athlete, and then maybe I can make exceptions on the back end if the tape shows me enough that they can overcome some of the stuff. But uh, it's it's almost the inverse, really, on the, some of the stuff in the tape, for me at least. I need to see athleticism. I have a very strong athleticism filter that must be cleared for defensive backs. I mean, and then tape will come into the, the, the picture. But, I, I mean, that's why one of the things is I really – probably don't like like studying defensive backs until after the combine because it's very it, fair it, yeah. it's it's i think it's a, enough of a filter that i don't need to study 200 defensive backs and f- to find out that 100 of them aren't athletic enough to play in the nfl yeah really quickly uh, again 40 yard dash is going to be the most important one here the other one to watch again i love the 20 yard shuttle because it shows you the quickness if you just look at the top five names in the history of the combine and the 20 yard shuttle for cornerbacks, Dante Robinson, who was a cornerback for the Texans, really good. Champ Bailey, Carlos Rogers, Terrence Newman, and Desmond Trufant. Uh, I would say all five of those are pretty good cornerbacks, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, those are good guys. Those are all guys. Those are all guys that had fantastic feet and quickness that could stay with receivers. Uh, if, if you're going to look at another drill outside of 40 yard dash, uh, 20 yard shuttles, way to go. All right, really quickly to wrap up our show, Lenin. Just do you have one or two players that you're looking forward to seeing uh, next weekend at the combine? Yeah, I mean, I think you and I talked about it. I mean, I think wide receivers and tight ends are really the spots where we there's just so much. You need cluster breakers, you know, because you've got all these guys that are kind of very similar. So you need to see what they can put out there on tape. I mean, I. I, I mean, especially some of these tight ends, like I'm interested to see what Caden Smith runs because he's a big guy and I'm, I want to see exactly where his athleticism is at, at least on a measurable place. Um, Sternberger, I mean, the guys that are kind of you know close to our picks uh, that I just have questions about exactly um, 
you know, what their athletic, I want to get a handle on what their athleticism is like. And then there's guys like, you know, at the wide receiver position who the Cowboys may not take, but someone like our Sega Whiteside, you know, who has been, sure. he's a guy who looks like he could be a, a red zone threat type player. Um, but there's questions about, even though he's a track guy, there's kind of questions about his ability to separate a little bit. So I, I'm interested to see exactly what his athleticism, I'm sure his 40 time is great, but how does this 20 yard shuttle and this three cone look? So, uh, it'll be interesting to see exactly what some of these guys put up. It just kind of puts, it, it puts them in a, in a clearer package of, of what you're getting. You get a better, clearer picture of what, what you're getting from a player potentially when you draft him. Yeah, the couple guys that I'm looking forward to talking about are Andy Isabella, who we talked about on yesterday's yeah. show. I'm just curious to see what his 40-yard dash is because I think I, I, I've heard, again, I've heard low four or high four twos. If he can run in the four threes at all, I think – I think you're potentially talking about a top 60 player in the draft. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Isaac Nada. Again, that's a guy that we talked about a couple weeks ago. Uh, you know, We didn't see a ton of him as a receiver at Georgia. I went back and I actually looked at his high school recruiting. He was the only five-star receiver five-star, to come out of Yeah, he was a five-star recruit it, coming out of high school. That's yeah, a huge thing. And he was, he was listed as a receiver coming out, uh-huh. of, uh, out of high school. I mean, he was over some guys like DK Metcalf and A.J. Brown, who I think are going to be top you know 40 or 50 picks so if not it can blow up this combine and all of a sudden you know maybe run in the four sixes and have some great agility drills i'm going to be intrigued because i really liked what i saw on film from him as a blocker and, and what he can do as an h-back uh and then you know just selfishly i like to see some of the other receivers Nikhil harry you mentioned jj arcega whiteside i want to see what dk metcalf runs if he if he comes so uh it's going to be a fantastic weekend i'm looking forward to it uh, we'll, we'll make sure we have you covered every step of the way. Um, and that's it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time. Mosier.